0: Okay, good morning. My name is Dennis Downing and um, I represent a company called FIT and what I'm gonna talk about today is a um, principle philosophy called Bionomics which I'll explain in a little bit. Um, FIT was uh, started in 1992, 27 years ago. Um, I used to be in the field of workers' compensation and I didn't like it because it was very reactive. So what are we doing about tomorrow's claims? Um, So I decided to start a business to prevent sprain strain injuries. I come from a family where my father had a, a bad back and when he came home, it affected me as a kid. And in workers' comp, I understood that back injuries were something that were very stubborn to make go away, back shoulder sprain strains. So I started a company and put together a team of research people to come up with solutions to sprain strains in the workplace. Um, Since then, um, over the research, we developed a methodology that works to change employees' behavior, which is critical. What good is training? Nobody uses it, right? So the idea then was to help companies reduce work comp costs by just helping people. So we have trained now hundreds of thousands of employees in many different industries. We go where there's back injuries and shoulder sprain strains, and you represent industries of course that there's material handling. No matter how many robots you have, there's, there's material handling that takes place. So what my goal is today, I I have a couple actually, uh, three. One of them is to help each of you learn how to use your own bodies maybe a little bit better, um, prevent some uh, discomfort uh, and maybe even a life-altering incident. Um, You'll find that uh, there will be things that you don't know that that I'm gonna teach you today. Um, I would like you also to have some hope that you can disseminate information to your employees where they'll get it and decide to use it, okay? So we, we've figured out not only the sciences a little bit more of biomechanics, but how to deliver it in a fashion where employees get it, they perceive value, and they change behavior. So um, I hope to give you some hope on that. My company, we have trainers throughout the United States and in Canada We go in and help companies by training people and putting into a culture things um, that prevent musculoskeletal injuries, okay? So we have learned a whole lot by our research, but we've learned a whole lot from companies that we work with, okay? So um, uh, hopefully I'll give you something today that, that will be beneficial to you. My third is you've been through some presentations and I always want to be one of your best. Okay, so I I have a goal to keep your attention and to make it interesting. So in doing that, I'm gonna ask everybody to participate a little bit in standing up and doing some things. You're not gonna be up front or, you know, there's not gonna be any, when we do stretching, leotards or music or things of that nature. I'm hearing some, that's, is there a dentist out there doing their work? Okay, can you hear me okay? All right, so let's get started, all right? All right, let's, let's talk about our research. When we started this, actually a little before 92, we had to find out why back injuries persisted, and we ran into a datum that if you haven't found a problem, the problem causing a situation, then you're not gonna get the solution. Does that make sense? So if you're having, say, problems with production you know you're going to take a look at well is it machinery is it procedures is it systems is it a person or people and once you find the right thing then we solve problems you see and so the most talented executives the most talented doctors the most talented mechanics plumbers etc find the problem the basis of the problem so it can be fixed so with that When we're starting out, all right, back injuries, they won't go away. What's the problem? So we had to find out well, what causes most back injuries or shoulder injuries in the workplace? So let me ask you, just throw it out do you know what perhaps causes back injuries? Okay, so proper body technique, okay? Yeah, any anybody else? Very good. Anybody else? Because I've heard of genetics, smoking, you know, weight, biomechanics, different things. So we had to actually find what it is. Now I lecture across the country and I lecture to sometimes doctors, nurses, medical people. And believe it or not, I'm not getting the right answer from them either, right? So it's really, really a strange thing and it made us us realize no wonder back injuries have persisted for so many years. So 80% of the United States population will, other than this room, will have a back incident in their life, okay? And back injuries alone cost US companies 100 million lost work days a year, okay? By the way, I just wanna give you just a a little motivation to listen. One of our clients is Greyhound Bus. We trained all of their employees around the United States, and they presented with me at a conference uh, last September. And they showed data that they have prevented 10,000 lost workdays per annum since just doing what we suggested to do. Okay? So there's hope. So, why do then? Why are we putting up with all of this pain and costs? So, I'll ask you this Do you know how many cylinders you have in your car? Four, six, or eight? Do you know? Raise your hand if you know. Okay. And raise your hand if you don't care. OK, yeah, right? Yeah, OK. Um, great. And what about, um, do you know if it's front wheel or rear wheel drive? Are you, you, yeah. So we get some nods on that. Yeah, OK. Um, do we know how many bones we have in our spine, our backbone? Right? Do we, do we know that? So we would all then agree that we probably know more about our vehicles than something that could ruin a life, right? Is that? Is that fair to say? Okay. So this was kind of um, the beginning of, oh my God, we don't have just a work problem. We have a society problem, perhaps. Okay. So let's just take a look. Um, We we might know this. In your spine, we have some curves. How many? Close. How many did you say? Three. Three, right? So we have three curves. Okay, I'm going to get to that in a second. And what do you always hear about the worst thing that maybe you could do while you're lifting something is don't. What would be the worst thing you could do? Hmm? Bend. Yep. And then there's something that makes it even worse. Right. A little bit of twist. Okay. So if you were walking in. Some, you know, a bus stop. Would you notice a little girl smoking a cigarette and being able to blow rings? Would you probably notice that? Okay. Um, so that's at-risk behavior. Good. Um, would you notice maybe a kid lifting their backpack with a rounded back? Would you notice that even if it's your own child? Would just kind of like nothing. Okay. It's at-risk behavior, but we, we, as a society, we don't notice it. We don't notice it. We're not educated that. So let's just get a little bit more educated. So remember we talked about the the spine, right? So from here to there, there's 24 bones stacked on top of each other called articulating joints. They move around, right? It kind of moves. Now there are others down here that are fused together. We're not going to talk about that because it really doesn't get hurt. These are the areas right? that we're gonna talk about. This is the, the spine. You have 24 bones stacked on top of each other. Your neck is called the cervical. There's seven bones. There's the thoracic that has 12, and then you have lumbar, there's five bones. So take a look at the curves. See the forward curve here and the forward curve here? Put your hand on in the, in the back of your head, your back of your neck, and feel the forward curve. Okay, you feel that? And then your lumbar, right? Feel, Put it back there and just feel that curve. You have five bones in your cervical spine. In, uh, excuse me, seven in five is tw- 12 bones going one way. And then the thoracic spine it, are 12 bones going the opposite way. So it's a beautifully counterbalanced system. The spine is a feat of engineering. There's so many functions, but it's really hard to hurt it. You have to work at it. In between the bones, right? You've heard of discs before, right? So there's a disc. What does a disc do? Cushion, right? Yeah, shock absorber, they say, and also spacing, all right? So each, there's a, there's a disc in between, all in through here. Now, L4 and L5, have you heard of that? That's lumbar 4 and 5, it's your hinge joint, right? going down, right? We're going to talk about that in a second. This is a diseased disc. So a disc has what's called an annulus, which is like a cartilage, very tough material that holds the nucleus, a jelly-like substance of a disc here inside, okay? This is a diseased disc where that fluid came out a little bit and it hit a spinal uh, a nerve here. And this is the life-changing lightning strike that we, we just don't even want to contemplate. Does that, make, does that make sense? We've all heard of it. All right. And this is the disk working. So this is a disk. Someone look at, take a look at this. It's kind of going forward a little bit. So the disk is being pushed out. right? And then this is getting something out of the garage, hyperextending a little bit, going that way. And that's what it does. All right. Anybody have any questions on some basic anatomy? Okay. I want you to remember the curves. And I want you to remember what this looks like right here. Okay. Now, society didn't teach us this, not teaching our kids this either. So what happens is we don't think we can control whether we'll get a back injury or not. We'll ask a nurse, you know, when we're training, and say, well, I haven't had a back injury yet. Right? So we just, it's more serendipitous, isn't it? Like, oh, geez, I hope I don't get a back injury. Right? Well, that's, you can't operate a business that way. You can't operate a life that way. So what we're trying to do is put people from the effect of their life to more of the cause over their health, their well-being. Okay? And it's really easy to do. because. What we found is a lowest common denominator of people is they want to survive, right? They don't want to be in pain. So it's really easy to get people to pay attention. Just have to know how to do it. So look, so we're not taught how the spine works. We don't know what it likes or dislikes. We don't know how to lift, bend, pull. We don't know this stuff. So you take a look at this person bent over. You see him. Is that, is that like... You think that's probably not good, right? Matter of fact, if you look at the people actually shoveling in this picture, all of them have a rounded back. The only ones that are protecting their back here are the people watching the other people work. Okay, So let's take a look at something here. This is life. See this right here? Remember I talked about the three curves? When you maintain your curves, you can't hurt your discs. You Can't hurt your back when you maintain. As soon as we release those curves or lose them, then we're at risk, okay? Which I'm gonna talk about in a second. So you can see this is life. So when we're training people or turn it over to the company to do so, we're not, we say, no, this is not a work, eight to five. This is 24-7 training, because we all live in gravity 24-7. So you take a look, this rounded back, round, round, this person here with the head going down, right? This person's head, our heads weigh about 12 pounds, 10 to 12. If you saw the Jerry Maguire movie, he said eight pounds. We had a really small head, obviously, because it's about 10 or 12. So look, I'm, this is my head, say, 12 pounds. That lady's head down here is about 30 pounds of stress, okay? which we'll talk about again in a minute. So anyways, I just wanted to show you some pictures of life. You see this? The American College of Sports Medicine has touching your toes for your hamstrings as one of the most dangerous stretches you could do. Yet. Gym teachers teach it all the time. That's where the ignorance is in our society. So here's the enemy. You want to know what causes most your brain strains? It's something called cumulative microtrauma. So if you take, if I take this pen, and I bend it a few times, no big deal, right? I can just ride with it. What if I did it, you know, like 30 times, 50, 100 times today? Just little things, right? Little things. But every time I do that, I'm sacrificing a little bit of the integrity of that pen, right? This little bit. And I, I don't want to get ink on me, but if I kept doing it, the first thing that would happen perhaps is the pen would bend a little bit, right? And then if I kept doing it day in and day out, then the pen would break. Does that make sense? That's cumulative micro trauma. That is the enemy of our backs. There's two ways that you will have a system failure with a with a body part, musculoskeletal, and that's an acute amount of trauma at one time. You're talking about, you know, a, a car accident, falling off a ladder, something acute, right? Boom, right? But most of the time, when there's our, the injuries in the workplace, you could have someone sneezing, right? Just and hurt their back. Cumulative micro trauma because we are not taught things in life are adding up over time that can affect our quality of life. We talk about the aging worker. It's something that I know a little something about, okay? Because. There's a battle that takes place as one ages. So you can kind of give into the natural kind of cell shrinking a little bit. Okay? You can give into that and say, my aches and pains because I'm getting older. Or you can find the right cause of your aches and pains, and it's nothing more than cumulative micro trauma adding up on the body. So as we age, Maybe we need to do a little bit more stretching or things to combat that natural tendency. Does that make sense? But we don't give in to, oh, my aging workers, they're getting injured. Well, they've accumulated too long, that's all. We can reverse it by, if I bent this pen, right, and I bent it, by stretching it the opposite way, right, to get elongate now muscles a little bit longer. When your muscles shorten over time, you lose range of motion, your joints don't move as much. Does that make sense? So what we want is pliability. So part of bionomics, which is what I'm gonna talk about, is to prevent microtrauma through biomechanics, which we'll talk about, in getting rid of microtrauma that you have on your body already. Okay? So, it's all not being the effect of gravity, but using it. Matter of fact, NASA came up with a study of office workers. And they saw that the same symptoms and problems that um, office workers experience are are experienced by astronauts in in, in non-gravity environments in space. Because the body, interestingly enough, needs gravity for bone density, blood sugar, blood pressure. All of our systems, we rely on gravity. So the the book, um, Motion Sitting Kills, Motion Heals, is a phenomenal office ergonomic book. And what the PhD, I forget her name, uh, top of my head, um, prescribes when you're sitting a lot, is to stand up. Doesn't matter when you go to the gym, that's something separate. But during the day, stand up often, right? That lift, resisting gravity, the body needs. Okay? Does that make some sense? Okay, so getting back to cumulative microtrauma, we wanna stop that. There's one part of the body, remember I talked about stretching, you know, and reversing. There's one part of the body that doesn't heal too well because it doesn't have a lot of blood supply, and that's the discs. So let's just take a, a look at the day in the life of a disc, OK? So let's just call this, I think I'm going to give it a little bit more air. So let's just call this uh, L4, L5. Can, can we do that down here? All right. So this is the day in the life. I'm standing up and I'm maintaining my three curves called a power posture right here. So there's my disc, right? And I'm just going to bend down and pick something up. And I'm going to hinge at L4 and L5. What did my disc do? Okay, went back like that. That's what it's supposed to do, right? Would you call that microtrauma, that little stress on the back side here? Could that be stressing the fibers of the balloon? This is where my spinal cord is, okay? So I'm doing that, okay? So how often do we do that in a day? Okay. How often do we sit down, maybe, and we don't sit deep in the seat? And maybe we slouch a little bit. Right? I catch myself on the plane. Right? So the solution to that is sitting deep in the seat. So when we're teaching drivers, there's vibration. When you're in a vehicle moving, right? there's vibration. So you get this going on, more microtrauma, is to sit deep in the seat. You can't slouch when you sit deep in the seat. You have to actually move your fanny a little bit forward to slouch. Does that make some sense? All right, remember I talked about twisting? What about this? Laundry? Twist. Kid, box, shoveling, nine o'clock, instead of there, all right? So cumulative micro trauma over time, Hachu, geez, doc, you know, I was just, I just sneezed, or I was just brushing my teeth. Has nothing to do with how you brush your teeth, right? Kumino Everybody got that okay? So that's the enemy. Now let's figure out how we can prevent it. Oh, one more thing, the phone. Remember I talked about the head? So you don't want neck and shoulder pain okay? So, you know, it can add up over time and um, create some issues. Bionomics, how to prevent microtrauma and how to get rid of it, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about. So we studied a lot of science, biomechanics, ergonomics, stretching. We had to come up with a way to train 15 strangers at a time how they can be more in control of their cumulative microtrauma, which would affect injuries, and if we could do that, we would prevent costs, all right? Strain strains are very costly. Our goal is to help a company reduce their workers' comp and lost work days. Our purpose is to help people prevent microtrauma. These two ways, preventing it, and getting rid of it is are, are the solutions. So let's talk about some three rules. This is where you're going to get up a little bit. Can I, can I ask you to do that? OK, not quite yet. So the first rule, um, let's just say, um, keep your head up. All right. So that means if I'm going down to bend something and my head's down, I'm hinging at L4 and L5. But if I just went like this, and all I had to do was look straight ahead. Right. What would that do to my spine? My curves. Keeps my curves in. So as soon as I do this, yeah. now you don't have to do Helen Keller thing, right? You can look down, right? You get it, and then up. And I'm coming up and I use my my quads. Does that make some sense? All right. You want to try it? All right. So everybody in this room I know can get down. So there could be a question on, depending on when the last time you know, we used our legs is getting back up. We may have knee issues, whatever. So I'm going to give you an option of using a chair as the lift off point. Or if you feel comfortable all right, that you, your knees and everything can handle it to get back up, go to the floor. And we're just going to practice a couple of things. Everybody stand up for me, OK? All right, first thing is I want you to feel what it feels like to do it incorrectly. all right. So everybody just kind of, all right, time out. You cannot get hurt in an injury prevention class, OK? You got to, everybody, OK? So look at this. I'm just going to hinge. Very. I'm not going to go all the way down, but I'm going to do it incorrectly. Everybody go ahead and do that, OK? Very, just very gently. Uh, you feel that motion? OK, don't do it. OK, that's what we don't want to do. So what we want to do, then, is use our legs. So make you Get your imaginary box on the chair or on the floor. Grab it. And then before you come up, just look straight ahead and use those big, strong muscles, leg muscles. You can go down. Perfect. Perfect. Everybody got that? Now, did you have a realization like, oh my god, my legs are weak? OK, you might have because that's what happens when we don't use them all the time they you know atrophy so what you can do i'm not going to trust that but imagine leaning against the wall right and doing what the volleyball coaches do it's called the wall slide okay and then you can just build up your legs you can brush your teeth in the morning while you're doing it but you can build up those legs where you feel confident To go back, will you be able to get back up without being in pain? Knee pain goes away a lot of times when you build up your muscles. I was told about four years ago I needed knee replacement. I had an old football injury. Okay, So I'm like, I'm not having surgery. So I went to a physical therapist friend in Florida, I'm in Santa Barbara, and um, he said to me, you don't need knee surgery. You're just you got weak over time from not using your leg, right? So what I did is I ended up doing my own wall slides that we created years ago. More, doing all sorts of other things, but then I joined kickboxing, right? I had to use it. So what happened? You, wait a minute, knee replacement, kickboxing. Uh, I I had to use my muscles, and now I have no pain. Okay, so it's getting rid of pain by not having all of the the pressure going on joints by being absorbed by the the workers, the muscles. Everybody got that? Okay. So, the first rule was what? Keep your head up. Could you say that out loud for me? Keep your head up. Okay. So, the next rule, let's just say, keep the load close. Say that for me. Keep the load close. So, you have a 10-pound object. Watch my back. Literally. So look, this is laundry, box, kid. Now watch my jacket. Did you see anything happen? It showed exertion, that's all it did. Now I have this box, and I'm just going to put it down. No change. So that 10-pound bag became a 100-pound bag reaching out of stress, 10, 10 inches. Okay. 10 pounds away from the body is 100 pounds of stress versus 10 pounds. Cumulative trauma. How many things at work are we lifting, bending, manipulating, and then we go home and we do the same thing because no one taught us to keep the load close. All right, so what I'd like you to do is put your elbows by your side, hold the box, now do it incorrectly, just reach out a little bit. Now what I want you to realize is are your upper, keep it, keep it out, your upper extremities are 12% of your body weight alone. Never mind the load. Okay, you get that? Now put it back. Now just step forward. And keeping your elbows by your side. Keeping your elbows by your fi- side, right? So right there, boom. And you want to go down, you're not going to do that. You're just going to do a curtsy, if you will. OK, does that make sense? So here's what I'd like you to do. Turn around to your chair. And instead of reaching out, I just want you to keep the load close. And now watch this. Let your arms down so you don't have to get out as far. OK, it's really simple. OK, go ahead and do that. Keep the load close and keep the head up. You know, it's, um, we train 20,000 flight attendants for United Airlines a few times. And they go through security with their bag. And um, you know, they're, they're bending over, putting it up, you know, and, and doing all this stuff. And it's all we have to do is just make a little space for the bag right here, boom, it's down. We don't have to go down like that. It's just here, lifting it up, boom, putting it through. It's so simple if we actually think about it. Does that make some sense? Two rules so far, right? Keep your head up, say that. Keep your head up and keep the load close. Keep the load close. The last one is probably more, more important and that is keep your nose between your toes. Can you say that for me? Keep your nose between your toes. Okay, here's the load. F- feet shoulder width apart, please. All right, here's my power zone from toe to toe. Right there. I feel really strong right there. Now what I want you to do is just go outside that zone just a little bit and imagine lifting. Do you feel weaker? You feel a little weaker? Yeah, because you are. So here's your power zone. This is what you want to do. Keep your nose between your toes. Now we came up with these three rules out of all the science of biomechanics, because it's easily incorporated into a culture. It's easy. Does that make some sense? Keep your nose between your toes, Joe. Right? Easy do easy does it. OK, so let's just try that again. I have perpendicular to your chairs. OK, please stand perpendicular to your chair. And imagine, you know, before today, you might just, if you had laundry, you would just kind of put it down. But just turn. Now do it. OK, so no twisting. OK, everybody got it? Just turn your feet. Yeah, face your belt buckle to, to where the landing's on. OK. Thank you. Have a seat. So here's what you just learned. Keep your head up. Okay. Keep your head up. Keep the load close. Not that, right? And keep your nose between your toes. Here, not this. This is a disc, by the way, if you came in late. It's your disc. So you're not doing that, you're right here. Right? So if you're a conveyor and you've got a wide thing, you know, to do, right? You just widen your stance. Boom. Like that. Right? Keep your nose between your toes. If you have a narrow stance, you're gonna twist. Right? Protect your discs. Right? It's your well-being. So those are the back safe three rules. We also have a program called Sitting Safe for office workers. Who here spends more time on a computer now than you would doing other things? Yeah? Would you want to, just a couple of tips on that? Some you, you want to feel micro trauma? Okay. I hope that dentist finishes really quickly. Okay. So, mouse. Who uses a mouse? Okay. Anybody have any neck or shoulder discomfort from time to time? Who doesn't? OK, great. So put your hand on your mouse. Let me just see where your, hand, where your mouse is. OK, everybody got it there? Hold it there. OK, now what I want you to do is um, you may have had a beverage last night. Um, so imagine having your favorite beverage and just um, turn your hand where you have the mouse like you have a beverage in it. Okay. Great. Now, wouldn't it be silly if you actually drank that, you know, had a coffee or whatever, wine, right? That way? Where would you actually hold it if you had a a drink in your hand, right? Usually everybody goes like this. This is a very good conservative crowd here. This is really good. Okay, so look, you have 6% of your body weight holding, even if it's resting, it's still away from your body, holding a tiny two-ounce mouse creating all sorts of problems in your life okay everybody put your arm away from your body just a couple of inches a couple of inches and I just want you to now perceive what it feels like and I want you to put your hand the other hand on where you start feeling that discomfort okay if you feel it in your deltoid, your, your lower shoulder area, it's just a matter of time because it's all connected, and it'll go up into the insertion up here in your neck and shoulders. Does everybody make sense, right? It's so simple. Ergonomics, it took me forever to learn how to say it, but to teach it, it's really simple. Right now, your office equipment dictates where your body is. You go in and okay, you know, because you don't know. We don't know as a society. We we buy thirty-five hundred dollars worth of workstations, and we don't teach anybody how to how to sit in it. And they may not be acclaimed hurt, but they're hurting. We know that. So a mouse out here is not good. You wouldn't hold your beverage there. You would hold it right next to your body. So how do you get to your mouse? You're here. The keyboard's here. Then I just I'm going to do this. I'm not going to raise this big, these gross muscles for a little two ounce thing. So everybody put your elbow by your side. I want your hands below your elbow slightly. You want um, circulation. Okay. So then you're just going to do that. If you don't use the keypad or the number pad, you can get a keyboard that doesn't have it. So now it's short, so now you have the mouse right here. Okay. make some sense? I told you to keep your hand below your elbow. We do that, we have open joints in the body, because you won't believe this, you have 62,500 miles of blood vessels in your body. Look it up, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. 62,500 miles of blood vessels. You do not want to hamper circulation. There's only so much Red Bull one could drink in a life. You want energy, right? So we want open angles, so adjust it so you have open angles with a mouse or keyboard above your elbow, you're closing that angle. Make sense? One more thing, two more things. Keyboard. Everybody do a Frankenstein for me. Okay? So this is the, um, the uncomfortable part of our class. So I want you to just hold it there. I want to fatigue your muscles a little bit, okay? Um, I want you to perceive maybe where you start feeling a little discomfort. You wouldn't want to hold this forever, right? So where do you feel it? Your elbow, okay, good. Eventually, it'll get someplace else, okay? Yeah, okay. All right, now put it down. You fatigue your muscles a little bit, so this will make a little bit more sense. When you're keyboarding, I will guarantee you, most of you are reaching out just a little bit, okay? So neutral. You know, I, when I'm talking to somebody, you know, I'm not like, yeah, hey, Joe, how you doing? Right? Oh, hey, right? So neutral posture. I I want my natural position. My body intuitively, I know where to put it. My body does not like my arms out in front of me because it now makes these 12% of my body weight much more so. So use your wheels of your chair or a keyboard tray and keep your elbows by your side versus reaching out, Okay. One more thing. This is probably the worst thing we can do for our neck and shoulders which also affects our wrists. And that's that forward head posture. Your monitor height should be at about eye level and we don't want it in another county, okay? Because we end up doing that. So you can increase the font or you can get it closer to you. All right? So everybody do just go put your neck out like, you know, it's budget time, you're putting it out. All right? Everybody everybody get that motion like Don't bother me. I'm hurting myself. Okay. All right. Now put your head back. Now take a couple of deep breaths, and I want you to perceive the lung capacity. A couple of deep breaths. Okay. Now let's go into that mode where you tuck your chin out, get it out there, and take a deep breath. Did you did you notice something? It's a reflex. You can't breathe. You can't take a deep breath. It shuts it down. So not only are we affecting our 12-pound head now is 40 pounds or whatever it happens to be, neck and shoulders, but we're not breathing deeply. So keep that neck back. We don't want to walk around like this, which happens all the time. It's that pin that's bent. It's that forward head posture in a chronic position. Okay, so those are some rules on microtrauma. Now let's get rid of it. I want to just go over a couple of stretches with you, right? Neck and shoulders. Does that sound like a good one? All right? OK, so here's the deal. Our job is to affect a change in employees. right? So we have a stretching card that if we hand it out without any technique, training or buy-in, this would not be used. Okay, so I am gonna sell you on doing a stretch, right? So this is how we're going to do it. What I would like to do is I would like you to measure your own range of motion, okay? So to do that, you'll look to the back of the room, keep your shoulders from moving, and you just look behind you as far as you can and notice the last thing you can see to measure against. That'll be a baseline. So look behind you both ways, Notice the last thing you can see peripherally. If it's your hair, move your hair. Okay. Everybody got that? So now what we're going to do is a chin tuck. This is a phenomenal stretch to align the discs in our neck in soft tissue. Um, So here's what I want you to do. It's a weird stretch. Your body doesn't do this, but chickens and pigeons do. Okay. Now watch. So what I'm going to do is just retract my chin. I'm going to slide my chin back. So here's what I want you to do first. Put it out, and then just drive it straight back, all right? It's almost like you're losing that curve in the middle of your neck. All right, now what you can do, if you want to, you know this is interesting. We always have people touch their face, right, their chin. You can do it if you wish, Okay. But the idea is to drop. You can assist it now. You bring it back. And you can drive it back a little bit more. I'm going to do it three times. And I'm going to count to three each time. Here we go. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. It's always relaxing. When you do that, it just kind of, its, a, it's a, my kids would say a chill exercise. So um, look right, look left, and see if you've got a range of motion increase just from doing it one time. Okay, anybody see a difference? Okay. All of my trainers, the physical therapists, the chiropractors, so they go around and make sure technique is right. It's not my position here. So just make sure you're going to get a card before you go. It tells you how to do it. This particular stretch, particularly if you're in the office or manufacturing, looking down, resets everything and gets rid of a lot of stress that you might have. We've had headaches just disappear in the middle of training. Okay, So now what I'd like to do is you're sitting. When you sit, your hamstrings shorten. When you stand on a hard floor, your hamstrings shorten. It can pull down on the um, pelvic girdle, and it can cause low back discomfort. You can get rid of low back discomfort if if hamstrings are the cause immediately. Touching your toes is not good for your balloons. So we're going to do it a different way. So um, watch me first. So I'm going to stand with a shoulder width apart. And I'm going to have a front leg. It's going to be a straddled stance here. So I'm going to have my front leg is straight. Okay. That's the leg. I'm going to stretch the hamstring. I'm always maintaining my curves, my head's up. And I'm just going to dip now. I can do that with my head up. You see, and then my body is going to tell me kind of when to stop. Okay, a little bit there, right? Take a breath or two. Okay, and it'll release. Just releasing, right? Just kind of releasing. So, able to get a nice long stretch there. So let's go ahead and try it. But you know, if you haven't stretched for a while, you know, let's just uh, don't expect too much. Okay, that front leg is straight. Shoulder width apart, the width, okay? And put your hands on your hips, put your head up, you wanna to look to the straight, to the back of the room, don't look down. And now you're just gonna hinge straight as you go down, all right? And you'll feel that front leg. So, truck drivers, drivers, bus drivers, uh, this is critical, all right, that drivers do this stretch to protect their back. Did everybody feel anything? Yeah? You're getting something? Now, if you're like a yoga person or a dancer and you're really flexible, there's options that we have. You can keep the toe up. You can have a wider stance. But we can get that hamstring one way or the other. Switch sides. We don't want you walking wobbly. Okay, so front leg is straight. Head up and just go down. Really simple stretch. Front leg is straight. I can't see. Yeah, there you go. Makes a big difference keeping that front leg stretch. Well done. Very nice. Okay. How's that? All right. Have a seat. What you're doing is you're telling your body who's in charge. You don't want pent-up restrictions on your body. Aging worker, they have pent-up restrictions, cumulative microtrauma. And then I'll do one more. Your hands. Where are the muscles that move your hands? Everybody uses it. They're in your forearm, flexor muscles here, gardening. Right. So you're using these flexor muscles. Extend are your extensors here. Let's stretch those out. I'm going to show you. Put your elbow by your side, parallel to the floor. And then I just want you to very gently. Now we're going to get those flexor muscles. All right. Now you. This is one. Um, you're going to get stretched that way. And a slightly different one now as you extend your arm. Put your arm straight out. Okay. Do you know that when you're typing, you're contracting in a weekly basis millions of times? So to get rid of that. Now here, let's go search. Very nice. Very nice. Let's go search for a tight spot that you might have. I don't want tight muscles. Find it. Take a couple of breaths. Get a little release. Turn it over. Let's get the extensors down here. I'm going to rotate this way. Do it pretty good today. That's good. I'm going to hold it right there. Right? Keep it there. Now what you can do with your hand to the outside, you can actually now turn your elbow in a little bit to get a little bit of a different stretch there. Point your thumb to the front of the room. We never stretch the thumb. Okay? Now let's just do this. It's called reverse posture stretching. That's all we're doing is we're telling the body we're going to stretch the other way. We want our muscles a little longer. Okay. Everybody got that OK? How's that feel to the hand that you did compared to the other one? It's more alive, it's awake, circulation. All right, Let's do the other side real quick. So what we teach people, there's a, there's a pre-shift stretch. Some companies say, no, OK, that's fine. It's four minutes. But then what we do is we teach people to manage their own stress throughout the day. So if you're feeling a little something, you can be walking to the restroom and do a hand stretch. All right, you're going to manage your own health and well-being. Okay, so what we just did is we just told the body, hey, we can control it, get it a little longer, a little stronger, okay? So we made some breakthroughs. I'm not going to get too much into it, but. When we were hired years ago, we were hired by some people that didn't quite get it. This was years ago, things have changed. We were observing companies training employees to prevent injuries to save money, period. Employees wouldn't listen because they knew the company was doing it to save money, and they sat there. Companies started, hey, free pizza, we'll get some Coke, we'll get some donuts, bribing employees, please be safe. It didn't make sense. They want to be painless, don't they? So what we want to do is train with the right purpose. For every goal, I have a high school reunion coming up. I got to lose 12 pounds. Goal 12. But what's my purpose? For every goal, there's a purpose. What's driving me to lose 12? I want to look better. Okay. So when we train companies, the goal is to help you save money. But the purpose is to help people learn things they should have learned. from grade grade three. You, You got it? It's a different feel. It's a wellness approach. Here's what we found. You can't learn a physical activity by not doing it. So when we were training police officers in 1992, they were sitting there like, oh, yeah, wow. Until we got them up, we used an athletic and a military model. You give a theory and you drill it. Theory, drill keep your nose between your toes, we set up an obstacle course. We mirror, we take a look at the company, we customize an obstacle course of what they do, and we give them the rules, we practice a little bit, and then we go out and we practice in groups of, oh my God, I li-. they have to know what it feels like. Okay, does everybody make sense? That's why I had you get up a little bit, to get up to feel what it feels like. So the two hours of training that we do, is stretching and an obstacle course based training. If we were training post office, there's hampers, there's all sorts of material handling, there would be an obstacle course of how to do that using the proper techniques. Don't waste time by buying videos or doing online training for physical activities. You can't learn how to ride a bike with technology. You learn how to ride a bike by getting on a bike. You learn how to lift and bend by doing the job and having somebody there that knows something about it, which now you do a little bit more. So these are examples of obstacle courses that we do. These are people doing their job, doing it right, figuring out how to prevent micro-trauma. See this person here keeping the head up? Beautiful, head up, all right? So these are all things that they're practicing, getting the bugs out. Instead of boring the heck out of them with theory all day, they're up off their behinds learning physically doing it. All right, getting the load close. That person's, see the hand, supporting themselves, bringing it closer before the person lifts it. Now, all right, So we'll get through this. I just showed this because this is Greyhound. We're going outside. It's snowing. Well, don't you work in the snow? Right, So it has to be real. You have to train with reality. This is an obstacle course of teaching bus drivers how to load luggage. Stretching. Oh, my people won't stretch. Yes, they will. They learn how to do it right, and they get a win out of it. you got to have wins. So there's ways, I'm not going to get into it now, that you install the program or whatever you're teaching. You reinforce it. Maybe by having some professionals, some supervisors, learning how to reinforce it. And then there's other methods to keep it alive into your culture. You don't want a dip in brain strain, cost, and lost work days, and then over time going back up. You want to build things into the culture. OK. Anybody have any questions? Yeah. How do you sit properly? How do you sit properly? Question is how do you sit properly? Um, everybody, slide forward a little bit in your chair. And now just relax. Let that balloon just kind of go back. Now go back and slouch a little bit. All right. Now what you want to do is sit deep in the seat. If you sit deep in the seat, you're not going to be able to slouch. Okay. Um, you want your knees level or slightly below your hips. All right. So your chair. You don't want it too low, you want it too high. If you have flats one day, heels another. So you want to have, it's a a 90 to 110 degrees, right? All right, that's how you sit. Anybody have any questions? Did you learn something? Can you you use it in your life? Who's gonna win if you use it? Right, yeah, and it's one of those things, the company says, oh no, you have to do it. You're gonna wanna do it, because it's for you. I'm going to hand out some stretching cards. There you go. Thank you. Here's your stretching card. I'm in 5277 and I have some sitting safe stretches there. These are back safe. Okay? And if you would like my card, I have that too. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Card, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody.